today. I won't bug you too much. There are a few ways you can support the Brad and Brit cast. One of them is to shop at our Amazon store. That's shop.bradandbrit.com. Many of you have been doing this, and we certainly appreciate it. Doesn't change the price of the stuff you're buying at shop.bradandbrit.com. You can donate via PayPal. That's at Brad and Brit. On Venmo, it's BBCast. And on Cash App, it's BDUB336, BDUB336. And another great way to support us is to give us a five-star review, whether it's on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Stitcher or Spotify, wherever. Just give us a five-star review. Brad and Brit, Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune into Brad and Brit. I'm going to throw out a story, Brit, and I don't want you to ascribe names to that story or assume that you know who I may be talking about. Okay, so I'll hold my, I'll keep my powder dry on this. Can do that. Now, yeah. let's just say you knew two people. Okay. And those two people attended an NFL game on Sunday hmm. in a, let's call it Charlotte. Oh, City of Charlotte. Okay. We got a football team, sure. Football team. And those two people uh, were enjoying themselves, but uh, the team was playing terribly. Yeah, yeah. It was horrible. Yeah. Just dreadful. Yeah, it's all hypothetical. Yeah. And with eight minutes to go in the game, they were losing by 11 and had just fumbled the ball and had absolutely no chance to... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> come back and let's just say <laughs> those two people said check please and yeah, walked gonna, out with about 40 yeah, percent sure. of the other people who had said we're done yeah uh, excuse me they said they would be done <laughs> and by the time they got to their car yeah the game was tied with three minutes to go what right. would you think of those people would you would you say that they weren't real fans that they had no faith that they were stupid they don't realize that it's not over till it's over anything can happen momentum can change its uniform at the drop of what would you say if you knew those two people yeah it's 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 uh it's funny because there's a guy i know you know over the years as as someone who's now in their 50s I've been to a lot of minor league baseball games, lot, lots of them. At one point in time, back in the 90s, I'd been to like almost all of the minor league baseball parks in North Carolina. There's a lot of them. I was with a guy this summer who left a minor league baseball game early, and he missed a walk-off home run in the bottom of the ninth inning. It was like the, it was probably the best inning, the best ending to a minor league baseball game I ever saw. I would, I mean, it was, it was so unusual. It was so strange. So uh, it, he seems like the the kind of person who would do that. I mean, this is what this person, these people sound like to me that you're talking about. So you wouldn't be surprised if that person did that because you know this other person <laughs> who did that. And, and what if that other person were the same person? <laughs> and the thing is, usually, and, and this is, a, I think, fairly true it's always a lot more expensive to go see you know a national football league game than it is to see a mi- any minor league game but Don't forget for, well i can get to the expense in a minute here but but 
here's the good here's the good thing here's the good thing so so john and i made a lifetime pact after we got back to the car yeah no one's ever gonna no one should ever hear about you can't leave a game early (laughs) no the the pact is nobody hears about this not that we never leave a game early (laughs) right right that was the most important thing that we not reveal that but, but there there was one saving grace which is that the Panthers didn't win anyway. Yeah, that's true. So it isn't quite as bad as the baseball game that I left. No, no. The, the home team did win in a walk-off home run. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. But I, 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 stand by the, uh, I stand by the decision. Uh, it was right at the time. It was as if I knew that because the information I had, there was no possible way it could turn out otherwise. It would be as if I was presenting to the world a case for all kinds of nuclear weapons possibly being built in another oh. country. And I would present oh. to the world at it the United happen. Nations uh, on bad, bad info, Colin Powell. You know, um, uh, there's a, a, a piece today by Matt Lewis mm-hmm. in the, the Daily Beast, and he writes the alternative history of what would have happened had the Republican Party uh, convinced Colin Powell to run for president in 1996. That was the year. That was his year that they yeah. were talking, and he declined to do it. He said, I, wow. I'm not in. They went with Bob Dole. Bob Dole got beat by Clinton. Clinton served a second term, and, and you know we have our history here. But uh, just think what would have happened if Colin Powell would have run for president, become president. First of all, he'd be the first black president, right? Yeah. Um, or the first non-white president, um, he's black. Um, well, I, I would I would leave that up to Trump to decide whether Colin. Well, Powell yeah, that. he's the great decider. Oh no, wait a minute, that was the guy that Powell worked for there for a little while. Right, right. So um, uh, th- th- that's a great what if. That that's truly a great what if because well, there, everything, yeah, everything changes. The whole trajectory mm-hmm. of of the last twenty five years. It's yeah, tough. That's that's a yeah. uh, that's almost that's a, a Shakespearean what if kind of situation, you know. Uh, didn't we almost had it all uh, tributes coming in from all over the place, including the president Joe Biden saying that Colin Powell embodied the highest ideals of both a warrior and a diplomat. The picture we're showing you, if you're watching us live, there's your favorite senator just to the left of Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. and next to Colin Powell. And I wonder how Jesse Helms felt about being that close to a black guy. He must have been retching. Uh, but there it was. Tributes coming in from all over the place to the late Colin Powell. And then there's Fox. Uh, John Roberts, who used to be a journalist, but now decides he wants to work for Fox News, slammed for a deleted tweet claiming the death of Colin Powell raises new concerns about vaccines, Brad. That's what it clearly does. And on Fox and Friends, they took about four seconds to remember what a great human being and what a great warrior Colin Powell is before they quickly pivoted to his vaccination status. So- Right. Colin Powell being remembered and used on Fox News. Right. And my, my favorite part of the, the John Roberts tweet is, you know, he took it down. Okay. <laughs> so th- this is. I, That's great. We, we've done this a thousand times, but this is the equivalent of wrestling right. where the foreign object in the back of the guy's belt gets pulled out. He gouges the guy's eyes out and puts it back. And the ref was looking the other and never sees it. And he what, shows what his tweet. I didn't shows do it. And of course, right. everybody sees of course. what was uh, uh, written. So they get the message out and, and pretend for one second that uh, 
they didn't really mean it. It was a mistake. Okay, oh. so for you, uh, but, but, your, but your classic marriage analogy is like, yes, Loretta, I called you a fat cunt, but then I said I take it back. So everything's okay, right? I mean, that's that's, that's right. So it's okay. Yeah. Um. In in this case, again, and and we've talked about this with other situations where when it's the exception to the rule and uh in general the rule is if uh, you're vaccinated your chances of a ending up in the hospital are infinitesimally less than if you're not vaccinated and uh, if you do get covid your chances of recovering are spectacularly higher than if you're not vaccinated so you know, we don't even have to go over the numbers anymore. It's 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 no. beyond reproach. Um, but all there has to be is one case, one, just one, um, of an 84-year-old, seriously ill cancer patient. Cancer, cancer, underlined cancer about 20 times. Cancer patient, you know, that's comorbidity, morbidity number one. Number two yeah. is that he's 84. Number three it's that he's male and number four, that he's black. So, you know, he had four strikes working against him here. So Colin Powell died at age 84 of COVID. And, and so if you are predisposed to try to pull any blade of grass out of the ground and, and say that is indicative of the whole lawn, well, here you go. And I guess this is just another reason to not get vaccinated, isn't it? Colin right. Powell died at 84 with cancer. <laughs> no doubt about it. In fact, is there a way we can get this reversed? Is this like a tattoo? Can I get my shot reversed? Because Colin Powell died. <laughs> get this shot taken out of my own. I think Ivermectin could have saved this guy. I wish Joe Rogan would have had five minutes alone with Colin Powell. I think he could have saved the guy's life. Yeah. For God's yeah. sakes. What? Why didn't – I'm sure someone will eventually bring that up if they haven't already. Uh, I do, that's, a nice, I do want, that's a nice dumb one. Yeah. This, this is another one of – you know, this is another one of the reasons that when they had the 20th anniversary of 9-11, I was a little kind of, you know, ambivalent about the whole situation. They, the, the Bush administration used Colin Powell to sell the war, and then at the end of that first term, they fired him. They got rid of him, and they replaced him with uh, Condoleezza Rice. That's, that's what happened, and I'm still, I'm, well, I'm still a little sore I, about that. I think he he made full amends. He did himself. It's not his fault. Moment himself. So so you know, kind of bringing that up to to try to tar a you know a sixty year record of serving the country. No, it's is not just, him. It's, it's not. It's, it's not a problem with him. It's a problem. It's the Paul Wolfowitz crowd. It was those guys that helped sell the war, and they decided, hey, this will be our guy. This will be the, the thing that we use to sell the war. It, it's the, the Colin Powell, Dick Cheney wing of the Republican Party that trotted him out, made him do what he thought was the right thing, and then decided, you know, we, we just won re-election. Um, you need to go home. You're not fully on board with the team. I'll see you later. And then Dr. Rice came in, and she was much more on board with what they wanted. Hang on. I, I just got – you're not going to believe this. Donald Trump, of all people, yeah. has just – Put out a message that says, and, and remember, Colin Powell hated Trump, campaigned yeah, against him, yeah, voted for Obama. He says, Colin Powell was a true American patriot who served our nation with distinction. Oh, I'm sorry. That's Mike Pence said that. <laughs> so nat naturally, naturally, uh, you know, Trump has said nothing. 
And you know what? This is this is an interesting little litmus test. And by the way, all the things that Joe Biden said are you know, kind of wonderful Joe Bidenish kind of things that you would expect. Um, and Trump is saying nothing so far, and that is because that's his brand. His okay. brand is if you weren't a supporter of Donald Trump from from birth up until now, past January 6th and the rest, you don't exist. I mean, the only time you ever hear Donald Trump say anything nice about somebody that dies, it's if it's a supporter or did he even say anything about Herman Cain, who he murdered? No, I don't think he did. I don't think he did. Did he say anything, anything specifically so. about Herman Cain? No, by I don't the think way, he said the, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's uh. It is one of the great missed opportunities as far as a, a president, yeah, I think, in, in terms of that we will ever have. I mean, he was definitely but, up there. But uh, Powell probably goes into that category of people who are too smart and know better than maybe. to run for president and ruin their lives, possibly. Um, I always, uh, because a, I always a lot felt of like he good, he, smart he, people say, I don't want any part of this. I'm, I'm not a politician. Didn't he obliquely talk about some safety concerns and stuff, you know, that people might try to kill him or his family if he tried to run for president? I can't imagine that why he would think that. <laughs> yeah. And I begin to imagine how that would come into, into play there. But, uh, yeah, he was, uh, you know, he, he was an it's an amazing career, um, and it's sad to see him go. But 84, you know, 84 years old, obviously, that's a – Yeah, he could have been a contender, as, as uh, somebody once said. All right. Um what else you want? How about uh, slow hands, slow reputation, implosion, or uh, mansion the moderate moocher? <laughs> Let's do Eric Clapton because he's become quite the villain in uh, his later life. Again, why is why is Colin Powell dead and Eric Clapton still alive? What's the latest from Slowhand? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, and by the way, that was definitely a why is Colin Powell dead? Why is Trump alive? <laughs> Remember that's the that's where he that's always a big one. always a big one. All right, so uh, Rolling Stone, and by the way, there's they, they've got themselves a new editor. Okay, and uh, I think this guy I'm trying to remember where he just I don't know whether it was BuzzFeed or it was the guy's got credentials. Shackman, right. I think is his name, right. and he intends to return Rolling Stone to those those roots of uh, a true hard hitting political journalism and. Uh, a desire to to not keep running cover stories that just suck up to uh, old rock and rollers like oh say Eric Clapton uh, over and <laughs> over again because that's not their audience anyway you know they they need to get some some younger folks re- sure. so they're going to take on people like uh, uh, Eric Clapton if he does something stupid and boy this is right down the middle of the plate isn't it it is. Um, so they, they really go after him. They really go after him hard. Uh, Clapton says his version of the story is that he says he's having some trouble playing the guitar now because of what he is uh, convinced are side effects from the vaccine. He is vaccinated. Oh, wow. Okay? All right. So uh, he's not hiding that fact. That he, so he's blaming the fact that at age 76, which, again, I'm not saying that automatically your hands don't quite work the same way at 76 as they did at 36 right no and if you've had a lifetime of drug use and that there are other how should we say it comorbidities for your hands <laughs> <that> eric, <laughs> eric clapton can blame 
but he's still playing. He's still out there. So I'm, yeah. I'm not quite sure how he's trying to fudge that one. Um, uh, but to, to tell other people right now and to encourage other people to not get back. Hey, Eric, you're 76. You don't have coronavirus. Wonder why that is. Do you think the vaccine helped you in that area? No, it had nothing. It has nothing to do with that because you don't give credit to something that doesn't happen. Right. I, you know, I, I, I didn't fall off a, you know, down the stairs today. So um, I'm not going to blame the stairs for the or give credit to the stairs or myself because it, it doesn't make any sense. That's it, funny. I didn't get. Um, but he's he's decided that that's a side effect for him. By the way, have you heard about any other people in rock and roll or country or anywhere saying that the, they're having side effects from the vaccine having to do with their ability to play? No, 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 it's not no. true. So um, he's almost like I'm the not, guy, but he's almost kind of Eric Clapton is sort of the poster boy for like the baby boomer wing of the skeptics. You know, he's almost he's almost that guy. And it's it. unfortunate, but that's how you know, that's me, the way he is. Shut the fuck up with throwing in. <laughs> <laughs> baby boy, as if he's bre- that is the du- okay you have now said the dumbest thing no. because we have plenty said. of guys we have plenty of guys from generation x that are being dickheads about it including rogan but this guy seems to be like the 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 king of the baby boomers as far as the eh, i don't think you should do it it's bad that so guy, you just he- doubled down and said the same thing over even more stupidly well, right, i said that again. there were guys i said that there were guys in my generation who had done it there are probably more guys in generation x that you have been assholes about it you now you've lost this one you went baby <laughs> boomer on me you went okay boomer on this for no reason <laughs> you was, can't handle it you can't was, take it as you what, pre-order look, your look Paul McCartney biography. Look at my fingers. Yeah. <laughs> As you subscribe to Disney Plus to see that Beatles thing coming up, you just can't take it, can you? <laughs> What's the Joe Manchin story about Manchin the Moocher? Uh, well, I mean, you, you may have uh, uh, seen this because it's it starting to come into focus what, what Joe Manchin is, is all about. It's the, you know, what does he want? What does he want to go along with uh, whatever kind of uh, uh, spending deal is being fashioned by the uh, Democrats. And uh, number one, it's just what you, you thought. Fuck the environment. Yeah. I'm from a coal, I'm from a coal state fossil fuels rule. Don't even attempt to uh, help with the environment as part of this package. And then at the same time, they'll say, nobody's for a cleaner environment more than I am. This is just like the people who say, I'm not against uh, vaccinations. I've been vaccinated, but you should check and be skeptical, right? He's playing, trying to play both ends against the middle. And West Virginia uh, will suffer more from climate change maybe than any other state. You probably saw that piece over the weekend. He's in a vault, but he doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to him. He's obviously been funded and bought and paid for by that industry. And he's just putting his cards out on the table. So at least we know where he stands. Uh, And then he wants to fuck with this whole idea of uh, child poverty being alleviated uh, right now by that child tax credit that goes to families at $300 per kid. Man, they, um, any any childhood poverty in West Virginia? You think there's any any kids none, that are in poverty? None. They're, they're good he, there? Wa- he wants to he wants to means test it. 
yeah. uh, knock it out at, at $60,000 okay. and uh, shorten the amount of time and anyway, all those kind of things. Um, so at least you know where he's coming. The other one, Christian uh, uh, Cinema, who yeah. I guess now the whole, the, the, uh, the, there's a bizarre mounting defense of what she is and how she exists and the way she behaves and what her attitudes might be. And it's all down to, yeah, well, she's a woman. It's misogynistic to attack ah. her. Ah. For, oh, my God. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, now, has she been followed into restrooms lately or anything? Like, has she been right. approached by anybody in an airport? Which is <laughs> Well, actually, she has. If you oh, no. Wanna, oh, no. Somebody out. wouldn't but, talk to a U.S. senator in an airport? That, that, that's Manchin the Moocher, and, and, and I... I yeah, they will. They have to figure something out. Or well, he's sort of. I mean, he, they're, they're he paving the way of, for Trump in twenty-four and the rest of it. So they'll, they'll hasn't he? He sort of said. Uh, he, he sort of said that he kind of knows, like you said, what he wants. She's she hasn't said anything about what she wants, right? She just kind of just flounders around and blue. That we know. I just want something different, we, right? Yeah, we don't know. We don't so, know that she hasn't said it, but we assume she hasn't. But we don't know. So. I was. I think it was in the um I think it was in the Woodward book. No, it was it was some other book that I was listening to that where when they they passed the initial relief when Joe Biden was first elected, they really had to hammer Joe Manchin to get to go along with it. And I don't know if he feels like he was taken along for a ride early on, so now that's why he's really really being judicious about putting the brakes on and getting the deal that he wants. You the 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 idea you're bringing it up in this way that this is so second grade this is so mean girls kind of shit right this is so it's all about my feelings and how my feelings got hurt because you made well, me you made me sign on to something eight months ago that i really didn't want to now i'm going to get back at you and by the way i'm going to take the country over the cliff i'm going to destroy democracy i'm going to pave the way for donald trump to run again i'm going to make sure that the senate goes republican in 2022 so that mitch mcconnell is back in charge uh i'm going to make sure that the house flips all you need is four seats to move that direction so that kevin mccarthy and it's all because you made me sign that thing eight months ago to help rescue the united states economy and i didn't want to do it i did not want to do it if if, if and that's essentially what you're saying if if that's what it's down to then you know you know the the ben franklin uh, uh a republic if you can keep it kind of thing we can't yeah. keep it we, we just well, what did keep what did mitch mcconnell say like last week or a couple i guess it was last week when he, when he was like you know chuck schumer was mean to me so i'm not going to help you out guys out in, in december so fuck you guys isn't that what mitch mcconnell essentially said to chuck schumer yes. he was mean to me yes he said he said some terrible things to me and i'm, I'm fuck him <laughs> that was what now have you this was a, a piece that ran on the, uh, I think ABC did this one on this week, and I had a big piece about Christopher Steele, the guy who is famous for the infamous Steele dossier, which has been pilloried, but really not debunked by anybody, strangely enough, because I, I read a, a, a disturbing amount about this. He went through some stuff. He's, he's talked publicly. I think he was talking to, uh, was it Stephanopoulos that, that he sat down with? Yeah. Christopher, you know, yeah. yeah. And, and he went through several things, and they said, well, you know, Michael Cohen, who is now yapping his guts out, he says some of the stuff you said in there is just fictitious. And Steele goes, no, no, it's it's there's there's stuff that's in there, and it's good. Uh, and he says the, the P-tape, 
which has been really the piece de resistance, even though it's really not a huge part of the Steele dossier, but they've, they've highlighted this a lot. He says that they probably exist, but the Russians were doing so good at, at using Donald Trump like a puppet, they never really needed to put it out there. It wasn't I, I, something I they think, needed. Hang on. I, I think for journalistic integrity, and yeah. uh, we're really exhibiting it right now as we talk about this, What what is more journalistically uh, uh, justifiable than, than talking about the P-tape? But uh, I believe that the charge is not that uh, women were peeing on Trump. No, okay? correct. Yes, it's important. That, that they were... They were just—he was a spectator. Yes, to them uh, on a bed peeing yes. on each other. Is that they correct? were peeing on? They were peeing on the bed because Michelle and Barack Obama had allegedly used that same bed on a on a visit to Russia. So the women were go. defiling it, and he was enjoying that. Right. That is what the the P tape. I'm glad we could drill down on this because I know I know America has been wondering exactly. What's up? Well, because because you know what he said he, the other day was it last week? He, I'm not into golden showers. That yeah, isn't a golden shower. I, I mean, oh, again, yeah, not, I'm told that's yeah. not what that is. And, <laughs> and so, as always, as always, uh, he made it worse. Yeah. Than it really is. Yeah. And you gotta wonder why you would even do that. You shouldn't. Uh, okay. What am I saying? I'm wondering well, I, why Donald Trump would lie about something that he's probably lying about. So, I was reading about this Steele dossier, and I read quite a bit and went into like some of the, the really granular details of it. It's, it's interesting to note that there are a lot of people who know a lot about gathering intelligence who feel like Christopher Steele, he's a pretty solid guy. Over the years, he's brought pretty good stuff out. And while there are certain things in the report that were not necessarily verifiable, there's nothing that's been disproven. In that in in the Steele dossier, as far as Russia compromising Donald Trump, wanting to use him to uh, explode the United States democracy, none of that has really been disproven, and a lot of it, as time goes on, looks a little more solid than it may have looked five years ago, right? No doubt about it. No <laughs> doubt about it. it. And it's kind of the same way that that, that uh, Robert Mueller said. Well, there wasn't enough. And I think there was enough. I think he was wrong, but there wasn't enough to uh, conclusively say this happened, that happened, and therefore. But he didn't exonerate. He didn't clear uh, the administ- uh, you know, the campaign of all those uh, the dealings with right. He didn't, and so this is the same thing. No, right. All these things that are contained in the uh, the the, the steel documents. They're not disproven at all. And that, of course, gets turned into in, in right-wing media. You know, it was a complete fabrication. Exactly. It was all made up. Okay. It, no. And this wasn't, you know, this wasn't a court of law uh, hearing here. So, um, yeah, I'm glad you, uh, I'm glad you got that out there. I'm glad no, it's, it's very there. interesting. The, the P-tape not being a huge part of this, it becomes the salacious part. People wonder where it is. and I mean, I, I don't know if we'll ever see it. I don't know if I ever need to see it. I think there's been enough awful shit that I've seen on the Internet in my life that if I don't see any more awful shit the rest of my life, I'll be okay. But the fact that they've dismissed it so much out of hand makes me really realize, eh, this probably is out there. It probably did happen. It's probably something that he took part in because the Russians were pretty good at, at playing him hard as time went on uh speaking of assholes 
You may have seen this Senator Ron Johnson hoping for Democratic gridlock on a reconciliation package. He was saying this on at least one interview program over the and he it was in a they, they retweeted this out many times among people saying, What the fuck? He's praying for gridlock on the reconciliation package. This is basically what you have to do if you are a Republican these days. Of course, the Democrats have been able to um give him give him that in spades as of right now, though it looks as you talk about like there might be light at the end of the tunnel. Why is Ron Johnson such a miserable asshole, Brad? Well, can can I can I say something? Yes. Th- this this is too stupid to talk about. <laughs> this, no, no, this isn't anything. Okay, and and you know we we do need to be a little bit more selective mm-hmm. in discussing mm-hmm. something because some of our favorite sites will say someone said something and therefore it it isn't anything. It you is just so? like. You may as well have said, he, you know, he walked into McDonald's and ordered French. Ron Johnson ordered French fries today. I mean, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean <laughs> that Ron Johnson hopes or cares or wishes that the Democrats can't reach a deal. Why is that yeah. anything? Why? Explain to me, and I, I'm not attacking you while I'm attacking no, no. you, but yeah. why Why are we talking about what Ron Johnson said? It, well, it seems to be this is the Republican Party's. Their but future we, we and their that. present. They, they, they vote 50 against everything. So, yeah. therefore, it's not surprising that one of the 50 is hoping that the Democrats can't uh, get their 50 plus one. What, this so, is, it's not anything. It's nothing. It's nothing. This is your life now. This is what you, as a Republican, if this is what you support, is just, well, we're we not know really, that. We're not really I for anything. It. I get it. it it's just, it's just I, I writ it. large. Speaking of assholes, and maybe stupid, too stupid for us to discuss, this is a. The guy I'm obsessed with now, Clay Travis, one half of the what used to be the Rush Limbaugh show. If you look for a, a team to root for in postseason, Brad, in baseball, you might want to root for the Los Angeles Dodgers now in the National League Championship Series against the Atlanta Braves. Clay Travis is really hyping up this thing as the Braves' revenge for shoving up the ass of Major League Baseball for taking away the All-Star game from Georgia and from Atlanta because of that voter rights thing. So Clay Travis really feels like the Gla- the, the Braves' playoff run is uh, Georgia's revenge, Brad, against Major League Baseball and woke culture. So if you want to root for the Dodgers in that National League Championship Series, I would give you full license to do that. Um, yeah, I thought the Ron Johnson comment was <laughs> irrelevant. <laughs> uh, again... Again, I mean, here we go. And, and I've been watching these games. I have been watching the Braves-Dodgers. They've been very entertaining. They've been good. Very, very well done. Uh, and uh, I'll go to an off-ramp before we get back on. The It's almost sad that on the pregame and the postgame shows on TBS coverage of the National League baseball playoffs, Bob Costas is there with the uh, three other guys because the guy who's normally there, Ernie Johnson, I don't know, is he sick or something? He's out. So they got Bob uh-huh. Costas. So here's Bob fucking Costas, the Hall of Fame, best living baseball broadcaster, except mm-hmm. that Vin Scully is still with us. Yeah, he's still with us. Yeah. He's number two, Bob Costas is, sure. right? Uh, can we generally agree that, that Costas is head Wouldn't and argue it a bit. Wouldn't argue it for right. one second. So, so there, so and, and so Costas is sitting there doing the the goofy panel thing with other people, and 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 the play by play guy is uh, 
some person that I'm not familiar with, Brian Anderson. He's competent. He's he's workmanlike. Sure. But there's fucking Bob Costas yeah. not there who can tell stories, who has history, who gets it all the way back to to uh, 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 bring in people if their goal at if the broadcast and the name of, of, of the person who's the play-by-play guy means anything, who has that history um, that I think is important. Not I'm Brian Anderson, very good. I'm not saying that the guy, he's not bad. There's nothing wrong with him. But you can tell he doesn't have the gravitas of, of a Bob Costas. That's what I notice the most. I miss him. I miss him a lot. When I see him doing games on Major League Baseball Network, I'm there because it's Costas. I admit that, you know, very often every announcer will be self-effacing. Well, nobody watches the game because so-and-so is doing it. You know what? If Bob Costas is doing the game, I am watching it. I I am watching it because I'm bound to go away with some kind of uh, nugget of information that I had no idea about or a great story that I haven't heard him tell before. Now, back to this idiot Clay Travis. Clay Travis. uh, You you took the bait on, and and we're going to pretend that this matters to you. I can't think of uh, this. If you would have said to me, um, what are the the top 30 possibilities as to why someone would be rooting for the Dodgers or the Braves in these playoffs, uh, a rematch from last year, I would never have thought ever that it would have anything to do with a right-wing fantasy of revenge against Major League Baseball for doing the right thing and taking the uh, All-Star game, which is a financial bonanza, away from a state, not just a city, but the state of Georgia, um, because of the voter restrictions that they have put in place. And uh, I can guarantee you that uh, not one Atlanta Brave nor one person in the organization, nor one ticket taker, nor one person pouring beer is thinking, wow, isn't it great that the Braves shoving it up the ass because of the all-star game thing? It it, it takes only the mind of a a right-wing hack to make that leap. And I don't know if he's I don't know if he said this, but I'm sure Clay Travis said, what are they gonna do? Not let him have the World Series in Georgia. (laughs) Sure, of course. These assholes never, ever, 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 ever let it go. The anti-woke crowd, they're just it's unbelievable how petty and petulant and awful these people are. They all everything is a war, everything is a we must win, everything is a we gotta fight the battle. It's you know it's it's Joe Rogan going it's Joe Rogan going after Sanjay Gupta. Why is CNN lying about me? It's all of this shit. They never ever ever can let go about anything, and they the the woke sports thing. Those guys kill me. The barstool sports crowd and the uh, Clay Travis is his his stupid website, which Fox bought uh, earlier this year. It's a grieved white male shit, and it's basically their thesis statement is, "Golly, I'm just so tired of these black people shoving stuff down our throat. Won't they just stop? Isn't this just a a simple extension of it being Fox News? Uh, Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, it's 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 extending. It just just has a sports veneer on it. Yeah, but it's the same thing. It, it was the same thing that I noticed immediately many, many years ago. 
many, many years ago when, when Fox started their business channel. Yeah. And that was essentially to um, go up against first CNN, which was uh, having its own business channel, and they beat them. Uh, CNN gave up. They, there is no CNN business TV channel anymore. Right. And uh, then they set their sights on uh, CNBC. And they've actually, from a, a, a rating standpoint, I guess, done very well. Uh, and there is room for two, by the way, in this. Um, both networks do well financially. Um, but I noticed from the beginning that, truthfully, Fox business is Fox in six-foot-high capital letters, and business is in uh, centimeter-high small letters. It's not really a business channel. It's just more Fox News dressed up with a different name because all day long on that channel, you hear almost nothing about the financial markets. It, you know, it's not... And, and and how do they get around that? Well, first of all, they have the ticker going at the bottom of the screen, so it must right. be a business channel. Yeah, that's all they do. Run, that's all they do is business. It's just and, it's the junior varsity Fox News with a ticker. <laughs> that's basically what the Fox Business right. Channel is. But, but they, wait, they cover the same crap, skewed right wing bullshit stories on Fox Business that they do over on Fox that, with the same people. Yeah. The same guests, yeah. the same attitude, the the same Democrats bad, Republicans good on everything. The same, we only have Republican politicians as guests on this channel. That's all. We never have Democratic politicians. It's the same thing. So you take that and uh, meld that with what you just said about these sports mm -hmm networks and these talk sports guys they are that they aspire to be in that arena and they yeah. are in that arena yeah. they're they've just carved out sports that's all they've done they just and there is a segment of the aggrieved white male population that kind of kind of likes and in some cases really loves donald trump that just wants these black people to stop making so much noise and go out there and run the football that's and that's what clay travis and his ilk by the way clay travis not a boomer. There you go. That's your Generation X asshole right there uh, going out there and, and saying this stuff. And, and again, never letting anything go and being a complete dick about this stuff. So root for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Speaking, speaking of sports and sports personalities, Sage Steele now has a running buddy over at ESPN. As reporter Allison Williams has left the network over the COVID vaccine mandate, she says, Brad, that she and her husband are trying for their uh, second child, the 37-year-old. So that is why she did not want to get the vaccine, and um, they would not make any reasonable accommodations. According to her, the Disney-owned company would not do that. As you've seen, many, 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 many medical experts begging women who are conceiving and have conceived to get the shot, right? That is that is right now what – that is the big campaign – Pregnant right, women, if a, you're about to be pregnant, if you're thinking about pregnancy, get the fucking shot. That's what they're telling. Right. I, I know someone in our family, yes, who uh, may be trying to get pregnant right now. I know that, mm -hmm. and uh, they are vaccinated. They have no problem with the vaccination. That's right. Um, and uh, if and, and it has nothing to do with fertility, mm -hmm. no effect on it whatsoever. And and you know we've gone we're now almost two years into this so there's there is a big enough 
uh, group of people who they can look at in all of these categories and conclusively say, yeah, this is what you should do in, in these areas, right? It, it, it's certainly true. So um, uh, we, w we wish her well. Uh, she can she can stay at home and and be uh, start her Etsy business and start weaving shit and selling it. We wish her luck. <laughs> she becomes a poster child for these, you know, for the the anti-vax crowd or whatever. Uh, I, it, it, I I I don't know exactly what was going on there, but it seems like you know the company had felt comfortable in, in their position. And if you got to go bye bye, then you know that's a personal decision you need to make. I guess I don't. I don't. I don't understand any of that. No, I. Um, I'm. I'm so over it. I'm so over. People who. Uh, distort, and ignorantly refuse to get vaccinated, and give whatever kind of reason that they, they want to, and none of them, repeat, none of them ever say, you know, here is my doctor, doctor so and so. Here is exactly what he said as to why I should not get vaccinated because it would risk my life or the life of a potential child. You, you notice that never happens. Mm -hmm. That never happens. Um, and I know there are probably some doctors. There is a slice who belong to some of these really fringe organizations. There are MDs who are out there on the anti-vax bandwagon. They're out there. They're few and far between, but they do exist. Uh, but you don't even see someone like this at ESPN say, here's my doctor. He's a member of that group, and he says blah, blah. No, they don't say that. Um, so I I have no sympathy for her whatsoever. None. Zero. I mean, I, my question is, um, people whose children are, are, are two and three and and about to start school, are we going to see a resistance to the regular slate of childhood vaccines that all of us have, that we all got, that we all know were a good idea and were considered to be miraculous when they did yeah. come along over the last, yeah. uh, you know, post-World War II, each time one would come along, including polio. Uh, these have been great advances. Based on the millions of people now who have been resistant to the coronavirus vaccines and by extension when uh, five to 12 year olds are really truly FDA approved to take it, uh, we already know that a huge number of people, including apparently a lot of folks who are okay with themselves getting vaccinated and are not anti-vaxxers and aren't vocal about it, but for some reason they're going to decide to draw the line with my kids that's too much um are they going to now extend this to not getting the uh, other kind of childhood vaccination and we could find ourselves back to where we were in 1932 in this country in terms mm -hmm. of vaccinations I only that's when america was great is that part of making america right. great again I, is making us yeah, unvaccinated i only bring that up i only bring that up because in 1932 that was when the uh, country elected uh, polio-stricken President Franklin Roosevelt, who, yes. who could not walk and was the victim. And he was not the victim of the childhood version of polio. He got it when he was older. Adult polio, um, sure. Right, right. Uh, and uh, do we want to go back 
to having to worry about those kinds of diseases again so that you can have your freedom so that you can i mean oh my uh, i don't know I think you're. I think I, you answered the question. Know, I don't know how we get out of of that not being the the well, ultimate result of what we're seeing right now. The answer is yeah. I mean, they have to rethink all of that because they're so deep into their. Whole, we talked about this last week about you know even in Mississippi you don't have a religious exemption to childhood vaccinations and and you said yet and I went well yeah you're right at some point in time but, we have to rethink all of that. But are are are, are you so crazy? Are you so crazy as to think? that you have the ability to uh, pick and choose, like going to a restaurant. I'll take this vaccine, that vaccine. I've read this. I've heard this. Here we go. You know, I, I wouldn't doubt that the anti-vaccination movement has already prepared the websites and the literature and the books and, and sure. the rest as to why your kids should not get vaccinated, mm. period, right now. And by the way, that's been there. Remember, that has existed before now, but it hasn't really gotten much traction. And a couple times that it has in various situations, like with measles, I think out on the West Coast a couple years ago, remember they had to quarantine people at, at Disneyland mm -hmm. <laughs> because there were so many people that I guess, I don't know whether they had, were on a group tour who were unvaccinated. They screwed up Disneyland. Well, the, you want to talk about uh, a dress rehearsal for what could be coming. Imagine. Well, this is where, Imagine. again, you, talk, you talked about this before. This is where the lefties provide some aid and comfort to this whole situation because there have been a lot of left-wing groups that have been anti-vax for a while, right? They're spreading a lot of misinformation and disinformation. Yeah, you, you, you know what? The, the, the right-wingers and conservative media and conservative politicians, they own this now. They do it better. The, the, you know what? That, 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 that's the equivalent, Britt, when you bring that up. So, well, there's, you know, Antifa really did January 6th. Everybody no, knows. That's no, they not, didn't. That's no. not, that's you know, not and, accurate in any way. You know what? Because there was one Antifa member at a subway station two miles away <laughs> when it happened. We saw, so, you know, the, uh, don't play both sidesism on this one. We know this who's was, behind uh, the anti vax movement right now. The there's a book uh, I've been listening to called The Death of Expertise by a guy named Tom Nichols. It's the campaign against established knowledge and why it matters. It's very it's very interesting. And this stuff like this is oh, I been, like Tom Nichols. He's great. He's yeah, great. it's it, it really kind of gets into this whole idea of how, you know, uh, fuck the establishment, fuck established knowledge. We're just going to go through. And that's 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 essentially what you're talking about here is, yeah, they're going to not only do you talk about. Uh, being against the COVID-19 vaccination, any booster shots, and you throw rocks at that. But then you have to go back in time and get a do-over on, you know, all, smallpox. <laughs> Everything's going to be in question. But I, I, well, then it starts to, to move into this whole idea of credentialism. Yeah. Um, and, and Britt, you know what? Why can't I just start working on people's teeth? Just practicing medicine or dentistry. I mean, why can't you besides the fact that mine are, you know, marginal. Um, <laughs> I feel like I, I know enough now that, that I'm just as qualified as the so-called experts in dentistry are. And who is the government to tell me that I'm not permitted to do that? And, and as a result, by the way, I'm just riffing off of those stories that we've seen over the years where somebody injects cement into some woman's ass to make it look like uh, <laughs> Kim Kardashian, you know, right. and 
Right. Her her ass looks like a, a boulder from a Roadrunner movie, you know? 